Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. on Infinite Films, brought to you by All Too Real 2 Podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame Fury and Carta. Are you furious? Yeah. Why? Because I was betrayed by a kiss. I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Especially, like, when it's a Hershey's kiss. And it has, like, toxins on it. No, I got <clears throat> I got betrayed by a Hershey's kiss once, because what happened was oh. I... I don't really like almonds, and I bit into one, and it had an almond inside of it for some reason. Oh, many more. Yeah. That was weird. Hmm. Nothing against people that like almonds, but they're gross to me. <clears throat> because they taste like almonds. Yeah. But I guess it could yeah. be worse. It could have been. It could have been like, you know, toxins from like uh, some kind of serum or maybe like the pollution from East Palestine, Ohio, seeping into the Hershey plant or whatever, Pennsylvania, but... That very, uh, yeah. very well could happen. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Deregulation is awesome. It is. It's so cool. It's going to kill us all, but it's awesome. It makes me Nicholas <laughs> Furious about it. Yes. <laughs> Nicholas Furious. I couldn't really come up with a good pun, but neither could Nick Fury in this movie come up with great puns, so I guess we're kind of on equal footing there. Or great dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, you know. True. The stuff that makes a good superhero movie. Yes. <laughs> Does. So anyways, folks, if you haven't gathered yet by the title of this episode, we are covering the 1998 made-for-TV movie Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's aired on the... Uh, Fox Television Network. It was intended to be the pilot for a possible television series. Yep. Mm-hmm. It cost $6 million to make. So they're going to make a whole series out of this? Yeah. They, 
Yeah, they were going to have this as the debut movie and then have like an hour television series every week. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the plan, but eh. didn't work. This was written by David Goyer. Um, if you're unfamiliar with his name, David S. Goyer wrote the Blade trilogy. <laughs> wow. He... um. Wrote um, Christopher Nolan. He was a writer on Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. He wrote Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, just to name a few. So he really moved up from. Yeah, after this. this. Yeah, he also was a writer on the video games Call of Duty Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Okay. Yeah. He also... What else did he write here? Before he wrote this... Actually, he, he wrote Blade right around the same time that this came out. So, Yeah. He also wrote The Crow City of Angels, which is the sequel to the Brandon Lee Crow movie. Um, he wrote Kickboxer 2, Death Warrant, Demonic <laughs> Demonic Toys, The Puppet I've Masters. I've seen, seen both of those movies, Demonic Toys and Kick uh, Kickboxer 2. Yeah. Um, he's also written the movie Jumper, Terminator Dark Fate, um, the uh, latest remake of Hellraiser. Um, never like television. He's worked on things like uh, the television series Krypton. Currently, he's working on The Sandman on Netflix. Nice. Yeah. Um, he also uh worked on the really interesting show in two thousand nine. That lasted one season called Flash Forward that I liked, not the Flash Forward from back in the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two different two different yeah. shows completely. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't think Ben Foster is going to be like graduating junior high and then suddenly he finds himself on like a, a different timeline or something like that yes. or whatever. That it, it was it was about like this. It was really good. I can't remember most of it. I know John Cho was in it. Um, it was like uh, you. Uh, like a, a moment of time disappeared or something and everybody like blacked out for that moment and then I don't know and like it was trying to figure out what happened during that time and it weird didn't shit. You, it seems like Manifest pretty much copied that show completely because Did wasn't they? it like if you had a dream or something that you died or something like that or yeah, I still haven't seen Manifest I want to see that I hear it's good but it's, um, it's, but it seems like it's almost like a direct copy of yeah. Flash Um Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Flash forward was, I mean, it was a, it was a high concept narrative where a mysterious event has caused nearly everyone on the planet to simultaneously lose consciousness for 137 seconds, yeah. during which time people see what happened to be a vision of their own life, approximately six months in the future. So during that 130, yeah, that's what it was. I remember it now. Yeah, it was a good show. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph Fiennes was in it too. It was good. Should have yeah. lasted more, but it was kind of like uh, jumping on the lost bandwagon. Yeah, yeah at that was, time. it was kind of shortly after that. So. Yeah, it was kind of ABC trying to, you know, <laughs> not get lost. Uh, oh, sorry. Not get lost in the shuffle, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it got, well, the show got lost in the shuffle. Um. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so back to the to the the topic at hand here. Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, starring, you know, of all people in the world that could play Nick Fury. And I mean, this is white Nick Fury, so we're good. You know, we're not. You know, that's not anything weird. Like you know, because later on he became black in one of the timelines in the comic books and was well, yeah. Based I mean, on he changed Sam, the timeline. Same, same, based on Sam Jackson's look. So yeah. And then they cast Sam Jackson, which was perfect. Um, so this is a different Nick Fury. Um, same Nick Fury, but different Nick Fury, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, David Hasselhoff actually looks the part, in my opinion. Yeah. And he did a decent job with what he was given, I think. <laughs> I mean... I, I I'm 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 a Hasselhoff fan, so I can't really say anything bad. You know? I mean, it's so. the Hoff. The Hoff knows. Yeah, he, he's in on the joke at this point, or he yeah. has been for a time. Um, so, but that's what makes the Hoff the Hoff is that he's Hoff enough to be in on the joke, which then makes him offtacular. Yes, he's the because most... he has enough self confidence to be in on the joke. Which makes him the Hoff. Everyone yeah. wants to be the Hoff because I mean, he, the Hoff—he's he, the incredible Hoff. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. To <laughs> uh, uh, you know, play on Marvel. Um. Anyway, so um, before we get into this, uh, you know, folks, if you're listening here, make sure you go and and subscribe to our show wherever you can. Share the show. That'd be great. Um. Give us a five-star review wherever you can. Check out all2real2.com, and you can find everything there. Talk about it again later in the episode. So, um, on this topic here, initial thoughts here on this movie. You know, I thought it was pretty, it's very 90s, you know, and especially with the, the way the guns sound. You know, the 90s was really obsessed with, like, silencers for some reason oh, yeah. um not sure why but it seemed like every movie that had action in it people are using silencers on guns yeah and, and, it's, and it's that it's that pew sound or whatever yeah, pew, pew, pew. yeah. and uh <laughs> not everyone was using silencers in this movie but quite yeah. a few were or at least a few some some were and uh you know it's just very campy you know it's, it seemed pretty low budget uh you know it's fun it was fun to watch. I mean, I didn't uh-huh. really take it too seriously. It was, uh, you know, it was it was before uh-huh. the MCU. It was before everything became like serious and like they're like an overarching story, you know, with like millions of movies kind of leading up to a certain thing. It was like a standalone film that was supposed to then become like a series. Yeah, and I mean, it was like like I said. I mean, besides this, the only other thing coming out right around then was blade and that hadn't hit really um 
because I mean this this premiered on May twenty sixth, and uh, Blade. Um, Blade came out. It, it, I think it, in summer. Yeah, I think it was probably like a couple months later. Yeah. Um, so, and Blade kind of reinvigorated the whole comic book movie thing. You know, like there hadn't been a really good comic book movie since maybe, you know, Batman Returns, you know? Yeah. So this Blade kind of brought it back. So it was like um, still in that kind of cheesy era of nobody taking comic books seriously. So, and uh, I mean, you know, e e even Batman and Batman Begin, I mean, Batman and Batman Returns was kind of a cheesy world, but not real cheesy. It was darker, obviously, than like, you know, the Adam West Batman, but yeah, but yeah, it was like, you know, but this was kind of, it kind of felt of the same ilk as maybe the Flash TV series that starred John Wesley Shipp. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was out in 1990. So it was kind of still of that, of that kind of ilk of, um, cheesiness, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, wasn't horrible in my opinion. And I mean, the cast was decent. Um, it just lacked something. I don't know. I couldn't really put my finger on it fully, you know? So, um, so uh let's get into this um some info here. Um we have like I said, David Goyer wrote this. It was directed by Rod Hardy, who is an Australian television and film director. Um he uh see has he directed anything of note. He directed a remake of High Noon in two thousand. <laughs> okay. Um. After this, he uh, looks like he's done a lot of like made-for-TV films and miniseries and stuff, and he's directed a lot of he's directed episodes of like The Librarians, um, The X Files, Dollhouse, um, Leverage, The Mentalist, stuff like that. So, you know, I can kind of see that by his directing, you know. None of those shows are bad. I love all those shows, really. But, you know, so it's, um, yeah, we got him directing. And then starring in the movie, we got David Hasselhoff as Colonel Nick Fury. We got Lisa Renna as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who is now being played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus in the MCU. Yeah. So, yeah, that was interesting. I did not realize when I was going to watch this that, there had already been a live action version of her character. So yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> got Sandra Hess's Andrea von Strucker. Um, we got Gary Chalk as Timothy dum, 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 dum Dugan, who looks nothing like his comic book counterpart. Um, we had an agent, Kate Neville, who, was played by Tracy Waterhouse. We had uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. director Jack Pincer, played by Tom McBeef. Um, 
we also had um what do we have we had ron canada as gabriel jones who's a shield agent um we also had um where is he uh I was looking for this character. Oh, Neil Roberts as Alexander Goodwin Pierce, who was played by Robert Redford in the MCU. So he was a British guy in this, and even though he's American in the comic books. <laughs> and in the comic books, he's, I think, more of a contemporary of Nick Fury. And in the MCU, he ends up being the guy that was actually secretly in charge of the Hydra cell with inside of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So, yeah. So, different characterization here. It's a different timeline. Yeah, so, exactly. It's, that's what we could say now. It's, oh, it's a different timeline. Yeah. And I mean, David Hasselhoff is in the MCU, so. He, uh. Yeah? Yeah, in, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, at one point, point um what's his face is uh the the um peter quill's dad changes into different people and at one point he turns into david hasselhoff oh wow so technically david hasselhoff does exist in the mcu so as david hasselhoff you <laughs> yeah so the mcu timeline david david hasselhoff hasselhoff appears as himself mm -hmm. but in another timeline he's playing Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so they, they liked Nick Fury so much that they made a movie about him as like uh -huh. a tribute, and then they had David Hasselhoff play him. Yeah. So that's, I think that's... it would have been better that in in uh in um the Guardians movie if he were to have had a eye patch on. That's just yeah, me. That would have been cool. It would have been funny. Um and even, you know, maybe have him take it off and be like, why am I wearing this? No, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that would have been funny. Get it? Get it? Yeah. It would have worked. But mm -hmm. um, little little uh, trivia here, though, is he did not even want to wear the eye patch in the movie. Oh, in, yeah. In Nick Fury. He, he, he thought it was stupid, so he didn't. He tried to talk them into having Nick Fury not wear his, you know, eye patch. Right. What she is known for. Exactly. It's like, I'm sorry, that's a hard no on that one. Uh, yeah. That, that'd be like Captain Hook not having a hook. You know? Right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Let's just uh, rewrite the character, revamp it. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but but uh, what ended up talk making him decide that it was okay to wear the eye patches, he got pink eye that week. So they started oh, filming. So. <laughs> wow. In the eye that he has the eye patch on. Wow. So. I mean, I don't know how much of this is true, but it was in the trivia on the Internet Movie Database. Yeah. So we got that going on. So um, right. anyways, um, you want to talk about what happens in this movie? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Do you want to start or should I? Hey, I can start off. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so I kind of got this, uh, this sort of like building where someone's, being cryogenically frozen and then there's a a guy who's just kind of watching over that's his whole thing and uh he ends up killing the dude who comes to talk to him and then you know it turns out there there's like a bunch of stuff going on between the 
Hydra agents and then shield agents are trying to, you know, get access to this person or whatever. Uh, one of Nick Fury's, uh, I guess one of his friends or someone he used to work with ends up getting killed by this woman. And then he's like, Nick, take care of her or whatever. And then she does this like over the top yell, like <laughs> laugh, like, Oh, isn't that cute? The last thing you say is Nick. And then she lets out like this cackle with like a bunch of echo and delay in the background. And uh, we hear this kind of laugh many times throughout the film, actually. And then we cut to Nick Fury is like living in a cave, I guess. And he's like has a pickaxe and he's just like hitting that against the cave wall for some reason. I don't know, just to work out, I guess, or something. <laughs> I don't know what his what what his purpose was for doing that. Don't you do that when you're hanging out in your cave? He's literally just hitting the same spot, <laughs> and you can see that he's made like some progress. But it's like I guess he's just working out his muscles. I don't know. And then well, that's how I work out. I have a cave I mean, in my backyard that I just yeah yeah. <laughs> and you could do push ups, or I mean, you don't need to use a pickaxe. Fine. And then uh, I guess that was just supposed to show you he's a badass. And then uh, and he's always got like a cigar or like a cigarello in his mouth like at all times throughout the movie like minus like maybe two scenes by the way um, I, I love the word cigarello i know isn't that cool cigarette because that's what it was i thought yeah, and, i know um, it, it, it's a fun word though because <laughs> it's like a miniature cigar yeah yeah it's, it's like, like a half, it's, it's like, like a cigarette and the cigar had a baby yeah pretty much and yeah. uh and then like some you know, the people from S.H.I.E.L.D. come with, like, that kind of ship. Like, we kind of see the ship in the It's MCU. like, it's a helicarrier, is what they call yeah. it. Like, I mean, it, it's... That's right, it, yeah. Yeah, we see it more in, like, uh, in the MCU now and in, like, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television series, which is what I think this was kind of going for to be, but it, you know, was ahead of its time. Yeah. And then they basically just, like, recruit him, and that's kind of how the movie gets going basically is like they convince him because um they killed um what was his name not dale it was um they killed clay quartermain that's right clay i guess that was like one of his best friends in the the agency or whatever yeah and uh you know because of that they they found the video of him saying take care of her nick and didn't really know what that meant like i guess he meant take care of the woman who killed them because she's like the daughter of um, the dude from, I guess, the first Captain America movie, I think. Um, uh, it, it, she's she is uh, von Strucker's uh, Baron Wolfgang von Strucker, who uh, basically was a super villain who kind of created uh, Hydra or was the head of Hydra. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Was was he also though in in the first Captain America or not? I think he made. Um, let me see. Um, trying to check I, I was gonna look into this and i forgot um he uh he appears in winter soldier oh okay um played by uh thomas uh Kretschem, Kretschman. i don't know how to say his name but anyways uh he appears in that he also appears in the agents of shield tv series as played by a different actor when he's a teenager okay so yeah because there's time travel in that show, so right, yeah. <laughs> so we got that, but yeah, he he he's basically kind of like the, I don't know, 
want to say the 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 grandfather of all the evil doers in the MCU, you know, sir. The, yeah, the the bad guy that inspired all the rest. He's like Hitler, in a way. <laughs> he is. He's like the the metahuman Hitler or whatever. Yeah, at least the yeah. So he has two children, a daughter and a son, and they're trying to I guess bring him back from the ice or whatever. Um, and they're gonna. They're going to threaten to bomb Manhattan unless they get a billion dollars. Blah, blah, blah. That's pretty much the whole movie. I mean, like, I mean, there's not a lot happens in this movie. I mean, it's pretty much one. Yeah, that's what yeah, I kind of liked a, about A billion it. dollars, that's all. But yeah. Anyway, that's so. it. That was like it's a hard billion. Like, not, not two, not ten, uh-huh. just one billion. You know, I would have been like one billion and one dollar just to like be extra annoying about it. But, um. <laughs> I would like one billion dollars nine what one billion nine dollars and seventy five cents and one peso yeah yeah and I and I'd like a random you know I I'd also like a Google gift card yeah and a toaster oven like yes. just make the most ridiculous <laughs> the most ridiculous uh, yeah. man's ever and so. Uh, and that's kind of what I liked about the movie, though, is that it didn't have like 18 different plots going on at once, which a yeah. lot of the MCU, unfortunately, has kind of delved into. Where I mean, it did like... have some parallel storytelling towards the end, which I thought was kind of cool, where you yeah. saw two, two teams doing different things, and it was actually kind of done well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, basically what we have is like, you know, it's a lot of, it, it, it does seem, now that I know what it is, like a setup for a TV series. Like the pilot of a TV series, you know? like Yeah, because of the ending. Yeah, because the, they're, they're setting that up. But also, like, we're being introduced to all these people and their relationships more than anything. You know, because you're, you're basically finding out, whoa, there's there's some kind of history between Val and and Nick in the past, you can tell, you know, they're, they're not delving too deep into it, but it's enough to make you want to know that maybe if it were to be in a TV series that then they could delve into it more. Yeah. And, you know, you know, there's some kind of history between, um, what they call Timothy, which is dumb, dumb Duggan, um, or Dugan. Is it Duggan or Dugan? D-U-G-A-N. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, you know, you know, you, you know that there's some kind of history between Nick and him, and, you know, it's like, especially if you've read the comics, but if you haven't, you know, it, it'll get the casual viewer interested in being like, oh, I wonder what the history with them is if people actually cared about this, you know, so at the time. Right. But like 1998, you know, you had a lot of better television series out there, I think so. And different types of shows that weren't of this ilk. And plus, it at the time, I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny, like, the whole thing where, like, in the 80s and 90s, comic books are for nerds, you know, I'm not going to watch that shit. Yeah. But now those same people are the first ones in line to go see, you know, the next uh, Marvel movie in theaters. Yeah, but then they also kind of kept their their anti-nerd mentality because whenever they see a woman on screen, they freak out, you know, or whatever. Yeah, that that's some of them. Some of them are different. You know, it's like some of the people actually changed and 
progressed with life, but yeah, <laughs> the the actual people that are good and you know realize that they can change, um, that change true. is possible. Change is possible in human beings. Yes, it, is. it yeah. is true. Um, but anyways, um, so 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 they basically you know, like you said, they were shown this recording of of uh, Quartermain's death. We get um. Um, Nick Fury ends up learning that um, we got this Arnim Zola, who we've met in the MCU as well. He was uh, played by um, Toby Jones in the MCU in uh, Captain America First Avenger and Captain America Winter Soldier. So he's like this old guy in a wheelchair that's in a safe house in Berlin. And there's like there's like these random things too, like like we were talking earlier that uh there's the deadly kiss thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's like some kind of spray that you put on your face and you can change the way you look to look like somebody else. Yeah, I mean, um Didn't they oh, have that in um one of the Marvel movies or no? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Um, I know I've seen it in something else, like some other TV show. Maybe it was in, I don't know, maybe it was even in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know where I've seen it, but I've seen something like that before. But it's just weird the way the special effects work on this. Yeah, and, so she made that right to... And, and, and I that... thought it was really, okay, not saying that all women look alike or all blonde women look alike, but the woman she was disguising herself as looked too much like her for the effect to actually work. See, I I thought it was the same. I didn't even know about the spray. I mean, I saw her spray herself, but I didn't know. I thought that um, she was doing that to kind of like um, cure herself from like the poison that she put on yeah. her lips. I didn't even know that no, it was she like changed a her face. But it's but, I didn't but, even know that. But, but but yeah, like like I'm saying is like I, I noticed it, but barely, like. It, 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 like the two women that they could have been sisters, you know. It's like it, maybe it, they were, yeah, because the first was like a shield agent and she was impersonating her, yeah. And uh, she wants to get um, the Hoff alone. And I thought she just changed her clothes, like I didn't yeah, even know it, it, it had been. It, it, and, and but but I mean, the thing is, is everybody already knew what um, the Baroness um, looked like. So, or AKA Viper. Um, yeah. Yeah. They already knew what she looked like. So, but the fact is she did change her looks, but it was like, they should have cast somebody else as the woman she was posing as. Yeah. That's my point. It was, it, I don't know. It was just weird. Um, I mean, like I, yeah, I thought the spray was just to kind of disinfect her own face so she wouldn't get the poison, you know, on her face or whatever. That's what I thought it was for. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, I know what show it was that had some kind of like spray thing. I think it was F- the Flash. Oh, it's right. Well, they had a. Uh, yeah, it's right. They could. Um. Yeah. Right. Okay. There we go. Because because like uh like Harry had to make himself not look like Harrison Wells because of uh the fact that Harrison Wells was looked at as a bad person in that time. Right. You know. And it was, yeah. So yeah. That made sense. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's very similar. So 
It is, yeah. But it was done better in the flesh. <laughs> but then again, it was, you know, 20 years later, so it's... I mean, with the flash, you have like 180 episodes to build a story, you know? Yeah, but not even that. I mean, the effect was done better. <laughs> the special effect. Oh, yeah. That was my main, you know, issue. The way it was done, it was just, it looked cheesy. Um, I mean, I will give you some of the effects in this movie were good for the, for, for a television budget at the time. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I can understand them not even, another reason they wouldn't want to pick this up as a TV series. If it costs $6 million to make this one you know, hour yeah. and a half movie. I wonder what, like, you know, a, uh, you know, like a 42 minute episode every week would cost, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And you have like these actors to pay for too, like, like yeah. the Hoff, you know, a few of the others. I think that's where the $6 million went. It's just in the Hoff's pocket. Pro- yeah. Probably half yeah. of at least. And the, the other half, like, all right, we got to put this little weird device okay. machine looking thing. That's the other thing too. A lot of these shows from this era always had like this weird like ball that always had like this weird stuff like hooked up to it. Yeah. Like a lot of science fiction, you know, shows like to do with like science or technology, you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And then you always have these like uh, big long tubes that people lay in that are kind of like MRI tubes, but yeah, you can see yeah, exactly. into them and yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, basically, we kind of gone over the plot, but interesting little, you know, throwaways. I mean, is there anything else we need to talk about from the plot that we've well, missed? Yeah, because the, the kiss was, like, released a toxin, and it was supposed to kill him within 48 hours at the yeah. longest. And then part of the story was to get some blood from her to make a cure out of it so that he could live. And then the other... The other mission was, of course, to stop them from shooting these missiles into Manhattan. Yeah. And also to make sure that they don't, that the, the two children don't, um, you know, resurrect their father or whatever. So that's yeah, kind of like the... And, and the missiles weren't going to be like, um, you know, missiles that just like destroyed things, like blew them up. It was like a uh, toxin missiles too. So it was going to like infect with the way the wind was carrying things, it was going to end up, like the guy at one point says, it was going to end up affecting all of New York, um, Pennsylvania, and most of Ohio. Well, I guess they got part of that right, you know, with the East Palestine. <laughs> exactly. You know, it was about 26 years later, but, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> or 25, whatever. Uh, it, it, it's, it's that, uh, what is it, predictive programming or whatever they call that? Yeah, one of those conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard about that many for yeah. many years ago. They're like, yeah, they they like they put a movie out there or a show to like get you used to the idea so that when it happens, it's not gonna like shock you as much. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's still gonna shock. Like like if you make a movie about aliens who come down to Earth and are like probing people and like abducting them like that movie, what was yeah. it called? Encounter. Course, the really messed up movie from the 90s where they abduct a dude and it's like so like uh freaky like they got like this weird slime all over them and shit um what was it called it wasn't called abduction it was um ah whatever uh, I, I don't know yeah <laughs> so it was like early 90s and it was like a really serious movie though like yeah they, but like 
you make a movie like that and you're like, oh yeah, this is going to get people used to the idea. So when it happens, it's not going to scare them as much. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's still going to scare no, them. I, I, I mean, we had, we had the movie Outbreak and Contagion. You know, I mean, obviously things didn't happen quite as bad necessarily in the world as in those movies. I mean, well, maybe they did, but um, I watched both of those movies and COVID-19 still freaked me out. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing, too. So, like, part of those conspiracy theories that are also as well, it's like, oh, they're trying to tell us what's going to happen. I'm like, wait a minute. Why would the conspirator... Sorry, it's a weird tangent, I know. But oh, no, why would... Ahead. The... Yeah. I mean, we, we are talking about espionage here, so I guess it kind of fits yeah. a little bit. Uh, why would the conspirators tell you beforehand what they're going to do? That's, like, that's that's never weird. made sense to me. It's like the whole QAnon type stuff where they say that like, you know, yeah. you know, they're just hiding it in plain sight. It's like, but why? Why, why would, would you they? <laughs> but they're like, well, that's because how arrogant they are. They they just want to show up. How they're like, okay, but that just seems like an extra layer of work just to just to do that. Like, I don't just to like what dance on your grave essentially. I mean, it seems like a lot of work yeah, for I mean, I... you know, but whatever. <laughs> it, it, you know, and, and like I said, you know, it's like things happen. It's like, I mean, if, if all of a sudden, you know, I'm playing a video game somewhere and then I get recruited to go hey. fight somewhere like in the last Starfighter, yeah, I'm exactly. still going to freak out. <laughs> you beat the game, so now they got to recruit you. <laughs> See, that's my wishful thinking is that that's the movie that comes true. <laughs> exactly like they made a video game specifically so that someone would beat it they're like awesome this is that's a weird concept too I like know. i no, loved that no movie as way. a kid that's why no it's a great movie <laughs> yeah. but it's like like there's no other way to recruit someone other than making an arcade video game and putting it outside of like a convenience store <laughs> just so like some random per what if it was a little kid who yeah. beat the game he's like 10 years old they're gonna recruit him it's a four-year-old little to girl like, no, no. exactly <laughs> like it's just a weird plan but uh... or, or or even worse like at the opposite end of things not worse but like there's like a there's like an 82 year old guy who just happens to play the video game outside. Like, yeah what if you got like bernie sanders or joe biden or something yeah. like that <laughs> they're he's gonna like, die oh, in a week we gotta recruit <laughs> You Jack, you gotta fight the, you gotta fight the aliens, Jack. The know? one thing they're 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 completely like you know have dementia and stuff, but the only thing they're good at is playing Last Starfighter. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, we found a niche, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> wow. The guy's <laughs> drooling, but he can still fight starships or whatever. Exactly. You know? Yes. He's um... gonna, he's gonna go down fighting like he always <laughs> wished. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, we gotta make that movie. Um, sure. Anyways, <laughs> the last starfighter 2 <laughs> we'll just wait until the actor who was in the original last starfighter is in his like 70s or 80s yeah, <laughs> we'll he just... might be he might be <laughs> that movie came out like 40 years ago i know <laughs> more uh <laughs> he's in a he's in a retirement home and he's and now the game is on a on a on his cell phone and he has a little cell phone he's yeah, it's a little like his uh, grandkids on, and then he finds the Starfighter game and starts playing it, and he gets recruited yes. again. Here, we we've got this written already. Come on, let's make it. Like, Grandpa, you're really good at this game, and he's like, "You have no idea." And then, 
he starts having flashbacks and we could like introduce time travel into it too where like yeah. the old version of himself actually comes back in time it actually turns out that he is the one who taught the guy how to be so good at the game now now with- now, now if if you're listening out there uh movie studios um and you hear any of this i want to get i want i want matt and i to get paid for this. yeah exactly <laughs> not gonna steal this from us yes not a freebie, okay? Yeah. Um. Anyways, back to Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, one of the other interesting things in this movie is he has a um, uh, a life model decoy. Well, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Which comes into play later, and and supposedly you can like carry it with you, and then it. it... it... Yeah, yeah, it like mimics your movements, I guess, or something. Or yeah, weird. But but I I I just didn't get the point. Like somehow you can carry it with you. So like, and then it gets bigger. I yeah, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I get like a little miniature version of yourself. You or, got I a miniature know. David Hasselhoff in your pocket or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like... you just take it out and throw it on the floor, and then. I mean, uh, I'm sure some women would want a miniature David Hasselhoff in their pocket, but for baby. other reasons, completely. But um, <laughs> and I mean, true Baywatch. I mean, come on, yeah. <laughs> Got that muscular chest and the. I mean, not to mention Knight Rider. Come on, no. <laughs> I mean, this so guy, this guy drove a car that talked to him and sounded like Mister Feeney. I mean, yeah, come on, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They should do a remake of Knight Rider and have David Hasselhoff play him again. And then William Daniels, who's still alive, still be the voice of Kit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love William Daniels. Anyway, so yes. <laughs> Mr. Feeney is my idol. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, he's a good teacher. <laughs> yes. I wish I had a teacher like Mr. Feeney. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. Um... Anyways, we keep getting off track. Um, <laughs> I think it's because this movie was boring. Um, <laughs> well, it's not what happened. I mean, it's not much to talk about. No, not just... much happened. So, so, anyways, in the end, they they end up at one point. They think they killed. That's the reason I was bringing up the model, the life model decoy. Is the bad woman thinks that she killed Nick, but it was actually the life model decoy. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. He also has, he had a bomb inside of his eye socket. Oh, it's right. Yeah. Underneath his eye patch. That does not seem dangerous at all. No. I mean. To have a bomb inside your head. Because he also had something in his eye patch as well that was like supposed to be some kind of, um, I forgot what she said it was. Like, oh, it was clever or whatever. Yeah. Um, something and uh yeah. but that was kind of like a, a meant to be like a second decoy to kind of trick her into thinking like that's all he had underneath his sleeve was like this eye patch thing but the real thing underneath his sleeve or i guess in his eye socket rather was the plastic eye that was also like a bomb so i guess it was like plastic explosive or something like that inside of his eye socket yeah like um, i said that's not dangerous at all oh it's not at all because like if you get hit the wrong way 
you know, yeah. your head's going to explode. It's totally say, it's, fine. It's right next to your brain. I mean, that's not dangerous at all. I mean, I guess you wouldn't feel anything. So I guess that's like the upside. You would just die <laughs> within the millisecond. Like you would feel nothing at all. Like, yeah. so it would just be over like that. You hear like a, wait, what? Boom. And then that's it, you know. I think I'm going to go to the eye doctor and see if I can have my eyes replaced with bombs. With uh, bombs, yeah. Yeah. So my question is, was he always wearing this, even when he was doing the pickaxe thing in his cave? Or did he just put that in? Wait, did he, you know, get, it? Did he get it when he joined back with S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or Right. Yeah. Or is this a new new thing that he was given by you know the new team or whatever? I mean, I'm just I'm just imagining him hanging out at a party, and it's like, hey, you want to see a cool thing? It yeah, takes, you know, you, you know, because like people with glass eyes will do that when they take out their glass eye. Yeah, sure. You know, and, and he just takes his out, and he's just like, you know what? This could blow us all up. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, no way. And he's like, wait, and he throws it, and like, <laughs> like it blows up a tree or something like that. He's at like, a pool party, me? and he just throws it in the pool. <laughs> yeah, and it just like water just goes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I told you, don't mess with the Hoff or whatever. And then he just leaves. <laughs> I don't know. And then, uh, dun, dun. don't mess with the so Hoff. No. He, the, other, the other thing he had, which was admittedly pretty cool, was a gun that only works for himself. Yeah. Like, uh, sort of like electro pulse gun or something like that. Yeah. That's like genetically, like, monitored to his own DNA or something like that. So, you know the, they ha they have guns that'll only work to your fingerprints. Really? I know yeah, I did not know. That's an actual thing, like which which uh is smart. I mean a lot of like uh law enforcement have these, I guess. Not not a lot, but like some law enforcement do. Um and uh, you know, basically like if the if the like, you know, person attacking the cop gets the gun, they can't use it on the cop. Right. Yeah. Or also too, like the illegal gun trade, that would pretty much shut that down. Yeah. Well, because you know, if it doesn't work for you know, it only works for the one person. Unless you could just cut off the person's fingerprints and put them on your own. <laughs> that, would, that would be a lot of work, you know. Yeah. Do that for every single illegal gun, you know. <laughs> yeah. A lot of effort. So so the dude in the wheelchair, I forgot his name, the guy that was like the Um Zola he, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he tried to shoot you know, um, uh, Nick, you know, Fury. Oh, yeah, and, and the virus he created, by the way, is called Death's Head Virus. Yeah, because of the whole, you yeah. know, um, Hydra. Because they kept saying vipers throughout the movie a lot, too. Um, yeah, they, 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 um, Von, the, the Von Strucker chick, she, uh, she went by codename Viper, which she never yeah. went by in the comics. But, um, anyways. So is that because they weren't allowed to say Hydra that much or something? Because they kept oh, no. calling no, no, they, they called them Hydra, but okay, she, it was she was just Viper, like oh, that was I like okay. that was like her, you know, like how you know how Bruce Wayne calls himself Batman. You know, it was her right. okay. her, her, her her like villain name or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and like there's a lot of like bad punch throughout this movie. I wish I had written them down because they were so, like, a lot of them were just so bad Yeah, that it was funny. Like, at one point, he says something like, oh, what was it? It was so bad. Oh, I can't remember when it was, but it was, like, near the end of the movie. Where, oh, oh it was, uh, she, he called the, her dad sicko, and he goes, your pop 
popsicle get it i'm like oh my god <laughs> like and that's the point where she'd be like no i really don't can you explain it to me exactly um, in, in detail? Like, she um... kills them just because of that like <laughs> yeah it's right popsicle i'm like oh you my know, god like, i've come to the point and i think it's just because i'm an asshole um so <laughs> whenever <laughs> anybody in my life tells me get it like when they're making a bad joke i'll be like no can you draw me a picture oh he's like can you tell me like pull it out of them like, like <laughs> no can you explain it to me like i'm three come on yeah no <laughs> like no i give up yeah <laughs> screw you i'm not i'm not telling it now yeah. wow i don't do it all the time and... i don't don't wait <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's it's a large endorsement for being a friend of mine if you do it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but yeah um you know they win in the end but you do have uh um that viper has is shown to have been had restored her father baron von strucker to life at the end so yeah we've got that little unfortunately like, cliffhanger that you that know never happened. It, it's still hanging yeah oh we also did have like a sort of make up with val yeah. Nick about their previous relationship. So my whole thing and so and because we never got a series, so I wonder in this show if Val was also a double agent for Hydra, because she actually seemed like she was one of the good characters. Like not even like when she was alone, like not like she was trying to yeah. play a part. I think but then in, again in the comics the... I think in the comics she's been both good and bad. Okay, okay. So it just you know depends and it could have been something like if it developed, you know, in this alternate universe where this television series existed that, you know, by the end of the first season, we find out that she's a double agent or something, you know? Yeah. We should petition them to finish and have the same actors for the ones that are still alive <laughs> and play their parts. And then we could do like a time thing, like a time, like they, they lost time because of like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange or whatever did something and then that went into their previous timeline somehow and then brought them back here but they aged in real time as well somehow I'm not sure how to explain that part but uh or they could just then... have one of the one of the many movies that Kang's going to be in where he's fucking with time yeah yeah just ju just have a timeline where randomly David Hasselhoff is Nick Fury yeah exactly you know that would oh my god we should totally write a letter to marvel and ask them to do this for mm -hmm. us for us particular just for you and me just to make a movie yeah for two people <laughs> <laughs> or series whatever well if you, listen, it, 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 if, if you listen to some reviews of certain movies in the marvel universe they think they're only making them for like two people so um yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Two woke people, you know, that's all they're doing it for is these woke people. It's you the know? woke, yeah. the Marvel, the M, the MWCU, the Marvel woke uh, yeah. cinematic universe. Yeah. The, the, the WCU. The WCU, man. The woke, the woke, woke cinematic <laughs> universe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, everybody's, everybody's black and gay in that, man. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, there's, there's two characters. Yeah. Everyone. But a cast of 20 characters, two out of 20 is not everyone. Still too many. Oh, okay, but there's a woman too, man. We got to have our token. I love that when they're like, our token woman, our token gay character. I'm like, 
okay, so our token straight character, our token white kid. Well, no, they're they're normal. Oh, well, it's I like got it. it's, it's like today. Um, um, as we record this, which is uh, which is a, which is Tuesday the twenty eighth. Um, yeah. of February, they released the trailer for Peter Pan and Wendy. Okay. And some of the characters in there are like some of the lost boys are girls. Oh boy. And, um, some of the characters that are typically drawn as drawn in animation form, but this is a live action movie. Right. As, okay. as white are people of color. Okay. So. Oh boy. Yeah, Here's I've already culture. I've already read comments that I shouldn't have read. The next culture war. That's the other thing I love too about these are like grown ass people. Like some of them are in their like fifties who are like, it's like, dude, grow up. Like, I mean, no offense, but like, I, I don't mean to do like the shaming of like watching children's show uh, because kind of we do that a little bit. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, but well, it's that, not even that. that. It's so like much. it's like. The thing is, is like you and I watch things, but we realize that we're not necessarily the the demographic for everything. Right, we watch. exactly. We're like, okay, it's interesting, whatever. Yeah, and and it's like you know, if if you start to realize that, like you, you can be 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, and still you know understand you you can also still not like something. Yeah, exactly. But there is also this ability to not go on the internet. And complain about that thing you don't like, and write like. And I know I say this as somebody that's you know we we host a show where we make fun of movies, but we do it we do we we do it in a lighthearted way. Yeah, Um, that's the thing. We understand, you know, it's not like you know we're being vicious towards these people, and um, and 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 our comments are not based on you know racist or sexist or or transphobic or anti-Semitic, you know, comments or something, you know? It's like, like, yeah. Or any kind of hate for that matter. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I try to make a point almost every every review we do, which sometimes I forget to, but, like, I try to do it. It's like, I'm always just kind of, like, always bring up the fact, I'm like, well, at least these people actually get to do this for a living. Yeah, I'm sitting there making fun of them, but I'm sitting there recording something on my phone in my bedroom. Like, yeah. you know, like, so it's like I'm kind of, like, making fun of myself or making fun of the movie or show or whatever. So it's not again like with a Scott Gelbraith, you know, from the the um the reconciler, you know, I'm glad that he didn't take too much offense to it because it was like it was like it's just it's like part of our stick almost. It's not like, you know, like you know, men bad taste or bad faith. No, and, and 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 I, I love the fact that and I, I invite anybody from any movie we've talked about including the one we're talking about right now. Yeah. If you want to come on our show and talk about it, I'd love to hear what happened on the set, why things were the way they were, you know, hear the good, the good stories about how much fun you had making the movie or whatever, you know, and, and we're going to be doing that with one person there or two people from a movie we talked about soon, which is, the reconciler, which we were talking yeah. about, we're going to talk to uh, the director Sean Justice and uh, Scott Galbraith, who uh, was the writer and one of the stars of the movie. So, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. one of the main characters. Yeah, in the movie, yeah. So it, it it'll be it'll be uh, interesting to see what they have to say, and I hope you tune in for that. That'll probably be our next episode. Um, yeah, yeah. So, 
yeah, that that's, you know, I know we're getting off topic a lot here in this episode, but this movie wasn't, it's not one of these movies that's so bad it's easy to make fun of. That's what I'm saying. We have to fill time. Otherwise, yeah. it'd be like a in a long episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to go with the trivia and the name of the actors and who directed yeah. it and, mm-hmm. you know, and the bad puns and the cigar. Oh, that's the other thing, too. So at the very, well, not the very end, near the end, uh, there was a little joke where they gift um, Nick uh, like a case of Cuban cigars. And he's like, He's like, you're not going to court-martial me, are you? And then, like, the the new guy's like, I didn't see anything, sir, or whatever. Like, ha, yeah. ha, Because, you, know, you know, the Cuban embargo or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of, like, trivia, though, too, prior to this, Canon Pictures had had a uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. movie in the works in 1985-86. Oh, my God. Um, You know, which would have included Nick Fury and stuff. But it never materialized in Canon Pictures, you know. I'm hoping that someday soon we are able to cover Masters of the Universe produced by them. Which basically was part of the reason the company died. <laughs> so, what, the live action movie? Yeah. Oh, that, okay, I know what you're talking about. Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. Um, and Frank, yeah, okay. And Frank yeah. Langella. Yeah, the... Um, that that was one of the movies that basically bankrupted the company. So that's crazy. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, and I mean it was also made around the same time as uh, Superman um, four, which we covered on a previous episode. So, oh god, yeah, that, that was made, that was made by Canon as well. So yeah, that one was bad. Yeah, <laughs> that one had uh well that was that's the one that had John Cryer right who played yeah. Lex after you, and then later on he played. Lex Luthor in Supergirl. <laughs> yeah. Which they recast for uh, Superman and Lois, which I don't understand. But Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. They're bringing him in now as an, you know, the 80th person to ever play Lex Luthor, basically. So, um, <laughs> it's like... Well, that's right. He was from a different timeline, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Like or... they, they ended up retconning things because originally, originally uh, it was considered to be part of the Arrowverse timeline, but now Superman and Lois is a separate timeline and no connection to the Arrowverse or something. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, okay. they, they they supposedly retconned that in uh, in season two of Superman and Lois, well, which I, I have I haven't finished watching that season yet, so I don't know. But yeah, well, I'm I'm not gonna watch it now that they did that. Come on, yeah. uh, the whole point of that was to you know connect it to okay, whatever. Yeah, there. I think it was trying to undo the Arrowverse because it was such a long yeah thing like 10 years or whatever so i think they wanted know. to kind of just be their own thing so yeah i understand that but but when you the... have when you have the same actors who played lois and clark in there you know it's like <laughs> I would, you could just yeah. say it's yeah. a different timeline and that's like yeah. they open it up like mm-hmm. years because yeah dc started the multiverse way before mcu did uh yeah like 2014 or something like that um you know when they first introduced the multiverse you know the different version so the that's the kind of problem though with like you know an mcu or arrowverse or whatever it's like i understand you know to a certain degree of like connecting stories and stuff but at some point it just gets too complicated you know and uh yeah and, they, and that, then you get you get into the area too where if you want to uh bring a character back and the actor doesn't want to come back or he's dead mm-hmm. you know if you recast the role you can write it away as a different timeline. 
and it makes sense. It's easier, right? But it also kind of makes things kind of confusing to some people too. You know, what are the kind of idea that takes away? It's like again, like how like you know anyone who dies in the story can just come back to life. It kind of takes away the the importance of it. You know, yeah. It's like I I guess like with me, I've never let anything like that bother me because I've watched general hospital since i was five years old right. on and off and you know somebody would die you know and come back as a different character or they'd die and the character would come back again or you'd be watching on monday and one actor's playing the role and then on thursday it's a different right. actor you know you're just like okay it's like or the person but, of twin brother who no one yeah. knew about you know <laughs> it's like kind of like how weird yeah yeah go ahead <laughs> no, i'm just saying my favorite thing always was like when they recast a role and it'd be like the part of Nicholas Cassidyne is now being played by, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> right. It's like, uh, okay. Thanks for the heads up. I, I, I always uh, wanted to make a movie like that where the whole movie, we recast a character in every scene. That would, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. And, 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 and you have the narrator come in every scene and to be like the part of the part of Mike is now being played by David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, that's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. But kind of like how we were talking about Kane, uh, last week, you know, about how you know, we both kind of hope that it's not going to be a thing where, like, a different version of Kane is going to show up in each movie. It's just not going to be, like, you know, it's not going to, like, solidify the story. Like, oh, yeah. we killed um, we killed Pharaoh, Rama Tuck Kane in this movie, and now we got the weird dude with, like, the helmet thing with, like, the Neuralink or whatever to his brain. Like, that Kane, I forgot his name. What was his name? Like, yeah. Morphet. Not Morpheus, not Morpheus. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Morpheus shows up and uh, yeah. it's the Matrix, bro. <laughs> he takes over Kane's body through the Matrix. <laughs> then Kane finds a way into the... No, we're not, we're not like doing a crossover between Matrix revolutions and uh, the Kane dynasty. That the, would just the, be a the word thing. Matrix has been soiled for me because of Andrew Tate anyways, so... Oh, I uh, know. They've been like, you know, that's not even them. Like, David <laughs> Icke and stuff have been talking about the Matrix oh, yeah. for like it's it, like the whole conspiracy theory i was gonna say matrix the whole conspiracy theory milieu you know they they're always talking about the matrix i think yeah i wonder well, I mean, you if got the, the whole ma- red pilled and blue pilled sort of thing too you know well, that's what i love yeah. about that is that this movie was made by two trans women siblings who yeah. at the time not they were not out as being transgender so they were like they were called the Wachovia, how was what's their name? It was um Wachowski's Wachowski brothers. Now the yeah. Wachowski brothers, or at least they're, 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 they yeah, old... they just go by the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis yeah. now. Yeah. And apparently the the red pill and blue pill uh thing was sort of like a you know, a metaphor for like take the blue pill and you could just kind of stay in the closet and just live an easy life, but it's not really gonna be very fulfilling. It's just kind of be like a fantasy or a dream. Take the red pill. You're going to see reality as it is, and it's going to be harsh, but you know, you're going to know the truth. So that was kind of like a metaphor for like their own, like experience of being like closeted transgender. Yeah. And coming out, but also, and I, I don't know if this is true. It's kind of the rumor mill. So don't quote me on this, but I've heard, I've read a few things written by, uh, trans people who have said that I guess during the 80s or maybe even during the early 90s uh, one of the popular um, pills for estrogen was, was red colored it was like hor- like a hormone like yeah. estrogen 
So, you know, but, which is funny because now you see all these right wingers and all these like Andrew Tate's and like, take the red pill, bro. The feminists are lying to you. It's like this, but like you're taking the cue from two transgender women. Like, but again, they don't, they don't think logically. So it doesn't make sense. But like, you know. <laughs> no, it, it's, I mean, we, we could go into, into a oh, lot of detail on this, but I mean, it, it, it's the whole idea that they, they take and they, they choose and pick things from movies that you think half the time they probably haven't even seen. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, where we go one, we go all is actually just a line Ugh. from a trailer from a movie from really from white. Yeah. That's what it's, movie. it's, uh, I think white squall or something like that. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> it, it was like an eighties. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's it. I mean, white. it does sound kind of like a slogan that someone had come up with. No. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's a, well, 1996 movie. Oh, okay. That starred Jeff Bridges and... Uh, Jeff. Yeah, wow. It was uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, Jeremy Sisto, Scott Wolf, Ryan Phillippe, yeah, nice. um, Jason Marsden, um, David Lasher, a bunch of people. Um, okay. Yeah, it, I, I remember seeing it. It's a good movie. But um, it was about... Uh, it was about teenage boys discover discipline and camaraderie in an ill-fated uh, sailing voyage. That's what the movie's about. Hey, yeah, but I guess in one of the trailers, they say where we go, one we go all, like as a as a thing, you know, like that they would say together in this group of people, right? Like a sort of camaraderie, yeah, like type ca- of... kind of like the the whole like three musketeers thing, you know, an all for one, one for all. This one sounds like yeah, I mean, it's a, a reworking of that. Yeah, that's basically what it was, and. uh Somehow they 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 took that one line from the trailer of the movie, mind you. It's not the movie itself. It, it got <laughs> cut before the movie was even released, and then they made oh, that wow. their slogan. And then they claimed that it was like on the, it was written on the boat that John Kennedy had or something. Oh, it's like yeah, <laughs> it's so weird, man. Yeah, and that's the weird thing too about. I know we're like on a tangent here, but like the conspiracy theory. It's like they all love JFK for some reason, but he was a Democrat. It's just weird because like every, like even like the David Icke books, like it's, it's like they, because like all the conspiracy theories pretty much like have like a single source. So they're all kind of just copying off each other. (laughs) But like, it's like every single one of them has a soft spot for JFK. And it's just so bizarre. I think it's because he was murdered. Well, I know about a lot of people were murdered. Lincoln was murdered. Um, yeah, but, but you know, what what it was is it, it was within it was within like you know recently recorded history in in the long, you know, in in the scheme of things, like within a time period that some of these people could have been alive. And um, I think that they just because the 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 first big conspiracy theory was the JFK assassination. So I think it oh, just kind of like... seeped into all the other conspiracies and then created multiple conspiracies in this multiverse of from that yeah yeah it's just i always found it mm-hmm. bizarre because like you know every other president is supposedly working for the new world order which by the way they used to call it the new world socialist order but then they took the word socialist out of it because they wanted to convert more people that way so i'm just not putting that out there uh that's what they used to call it and uh yeah and then it was like jfk though he's fine i'm like wait so every other president from george washington up to JFK, and then after JFK is working for the New World Order, but he was the one that was, like, not... And that's why he was killed, bro, because he wasn't working for them. Wait, Lincoln wasn't working, so Lincoln was killed, so would that mean he... 
getting too close to the truth. Whatever. I'm sorry. Tangent. I know. But... And anyways, back to Nick Fury, who right. I don't think was working for the New World Order. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Oh, but anyways, and... um, yeah. <laughs> or maybe his uh, um, life model decoy was. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, um, any other final thoughts on Nick Fury, Agents of Shield, Agent of Shield? I, I always want to say Agents of Shield because of the TV show. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, I'm, I'm being. We pretty much said it all. I mean, it was very. Yeah. Not a lot happened. I mean, it's worth it, it, it's worth a watch, especially if you're like a a Marvel fan to see what might have been or something, you know. But yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, th- that's about all I can say for it. Um, yeah, um, the performances were over the top. Some were good, some were bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it is what it is. It's a product of 1998. Yeah, exactly. TV specifically. Um, mm-hmm. anyways, um, folks, uh, thanks for listening. Sorry that we went off on major tangents here this episode. <laughs> um, but that's okay. That's why you love us. And, mm-hmm. um, or maybe it's not, or maybe that's all a conspiracy theory. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the conspiracy. Yes. And, uh, but folks, um, be sure to, uh, check out all two real com. Check out our Patreon. Um, pretty soon we will be having, um, some Cullen Park Productions t-shirts out, which is the, uh, parent company of, uh, stuff that we do. Um, and the money from that will go to help, uh, fund the podcast and other projects that we may or may not do in the future. So <laughs> if we're not going to do them, they're obviously not going to fund them, but, um, the, <laughs> yeah, you know how stuff works anyways. Um, uh. but, uh, you know, check out our Patreon. That's a good way to help us out. Um, check out our YouTube channel, um, subscribe there because That'd be good. And uh, subscribe wherever you're listening to this show and share the show with your friends. Give us a hashtag and there's a chance you may win a prize in the future. I have yet to figure out what the prize is, but we're working on it. And um, I'm going to have something kind of cool for people if they're interested. Um, And we'll pick somebody at random. But hashtag the show, hashtag all two real two. That's A-L-L, the number two. R-E-E-L-T-O-O hashtag that anywhere you share the show. Um, And uh, until next time, folks, be good to each other. Remember that Sesame loves you and I love you. And bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick. 
two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 